Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. Praise the Lord, Pastor Griffin. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Who is that? Minister Deneen again. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> um, please forgive me oh, one moment. I'm just trying to get our speaker on the call. Use one phone until it dies, and then use the other one. When it... Come on. All right, uh, saints. Uh, we thank God, Amen, for the fall um, tonight. Um, we thank the Lord Jesus for you being on the call. I, I'm just here trying to get our speaker, who is actually in her Orlando, uh, to call in, uh, but she has uh, uh, her phone is from, of course, the Bahamas. So um, I'll just move on if I seem to be hesitating. It's because I'm just trying to help her. And so um, thank God for um, everyone uh, on the call. And I'm um, going to ask uh, Mr. Dean, would you lead us in prayer, please? Amen. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. Thank you just for all things. Lord God, that you've done in our life already and the expectations that we have uh, for you to further us in you, we ask that you bless the speaker uh, that is going to be coming forth on tonight and let us just glean from all the information that she has for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. I seem to have a lot of issues here tonight. I can't even get on. And uh, please be patient with me. Thank you, Mr. Zeen. Um, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, so we thank God even for uh, you. And just want to just share while I'm trying to get her uh, on the call that uh, we started this um, uh, TalkShoe.com actually two years ago. Uh, it was actually two years Ago, so this is kind of like a, a celebration or um, uh, anniversary uh, service. Uh, uh, Too much giving God food, glory man. because He told us to do uh, this kind of um, ministry, and we pray that it has uh, 
enhanced or blessed or edified uh, the people of God. You know, the many times that we've uh, shared or talked about uh, various issues concerning the kingdom of God, uh, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it appears that uh, our guest is not going to be able to um, get on. So in lieu of that, you know, I'll just go to uh, step two or plan B, I suppose. Um, we, uh, as you know, we were, uh, Dr. Shaw and I were in Orlando um, over the weekend. And um, I was very blessed uh, to have met uh, some wonderful people and to hear some of their testimonies and how they had risen uh, up from uh, many different kinds of situations, scenarios, and how God is using them uh, today. So I I guess I'm going to talk about or or bring in an issue uh, about brokenness and uh, the fact that God can take, pick up your broken pieces and uh, still use you. Um, We heard, and of course, remember this is an open forum, so of course I don't want to do all the uh, talking, but um, we heard uh, in one example that a uh, woman of God, one of the instructors, uh, had been uh, abused and raped and whatever, and, um, you know, really had a pretty rough uh, upbringing and how uh, God... uh, uh, is using her now and it just raised her up uh, to be used uh, in this uh, time and season. And another pastor, he had um, he had a house or, or whatever. They had lost their house. They had no place to stay. Uh, um, him and his wife were actually living with a relative and they were preaching and ministering at church. And Dr. Shaw, I think, is on, so she probably can uh, help. Uh, I think she was there, and she heard some of this. Um, they were ministering on Sunday, pastoring the church from Sunday to Sunday, and nobody knew that they were homeless. And yet they continued and continued and continued and believed God. And uh, one individual uh, told him, the pastor, that he was going to uh, buy him a new car. He did not believe it. And uh, he ended up buying him a new... Uh, the pastor had really said that he always liked a Chrysler 200 or something like that. And uh, the pastor um, took him to a car lot. He still doesn't believe that he's going to... Uh, he, thought the, he thought the person was joking with him. He took him to a Chrysler... Uh, car lot, um, asked him, what kind of car do you want? He said, Chrysler uh, 200. And uh, the sales manager comes back and says, we don't have any here. And the man that wanted to buy the car says, well, find one. And so they went away for an hour or two, and he's just walking around, him and his son. And uh, somehow they bring a Chrysler 200 to him. Hand him the key, said, this is your car. And, uh, you know, of course, he glorified God. Ended up having an accident in that vehicle. And then, you know, began to maybe doubt God a little bit. 
and found out that, I guess this was in 2015, and uh, found out that the same man that bought him the first car uh, bought him a 2015 Chrysler 200. And uh, he gave his testimony of how, uh, just how the Lord um, had been provision for him, how he had nothing. They had no place to stay. They had no... They had no transportation, no car. They're pastoring. They're ministering to the congregation, not saying anything uh, to the congregation. How God blessed them. How God moved um, in their life. And um, also, uh, Dr. Shaw, are you on the call? Yes, I am. Praise the Lord, everybody. And and Dr. Shaw can attest to the fact that the president of the university down there the college that we we were at, um, evidently he wrote a book, and it talks about you know the fact that at one point in time he was in prison, um, uh, some abuse you know in his life and whatever, and how God has uh, raised him up to um, be doing the things that he's doing. Uh, he has appeared on uh, you know certain Christian uh, TV uh, programs. Not that that means, you know, that you've arrived, but uh, God has taken broke pieces in his life and uh, is using him uh, now. And uh, he goes to his miracle home, he calls it, that he got in February, which has uh, cost over a half million dollars. And, uh, you know, God uh, brought him, raised him up. And I'm saying all of this to say, and, and perhaps we can enter into a, con- a conversation, that um, a lot of times, uh, religiously speaking, uh, people look at where you've come from, what you've done, and kind of count you out mm-hmm. as far as you know your availability or usefulness or potential in Christ. Um, and uh, God is not like that. The Lord, um, of course, he looks at your heart. And uh, he never gives up on us. His love to us is unconditional. And so, of course, if anybody's on the uh, call uh, tonight uh, that has been there, and where's there, where, um, you know, you've not always passed all of your spiritual tests, all your tests of life, uh, you've had... uh, Maybe you failed God here or there. You've experienced brokenness in your life. Uh, the Lord, amen, uh, is saying that I can still use you, and I want to use you, and just allow me to um, raise you up, to be used, amen, by the Lord. So um, let's talk about uh, this uh, idea now of uh uh, God's purpose, uh, how he wants to use us, and um, talk about, amen, how God doesn't want to focus on your past. He wants to focus on your future. So can we engage in a conversation about this in lieu of the fact that I had a, a speaker coming tonight and I have not prepared, amen, really anything for the round table. So can we engage in a conversation about this? Amen. 
Uh, I'd like to say something, Apostle, and again, praise the Lord, everybody. Um, a couple of things. Um, on the subject uh, of uh, what you're talking about right now, uh, religiosity in the church uh, and uh, how people are perceived according to what their past has been uh, or what their level of uh, being saved is or their salvation, which is not measured by man, is measured by God. However, the situation is this. God forgave according to uh, Jesus dying on the cross. Forgiveness has already been the key issue um, that has been given to each and every one of us for the sins uh, that we have committed from the past or at any one time uh, through repentance. But uh, man has a habit of holding on to things and grudges and things, and uh, that's a man's law or, or doing. And until they can get out of that and get into the spiritual realm of where they should be, uh, I think that um, their judgment um, has clouded their vision as far as uh, the mission and their purpose. And um, that's not approved by God. Uh, when man stands in the pulpit and wants to judge anyone, he's putting himself in place of God, which is really um, something that is not supposed to happen. And uh, to judge someone according to what they look like, where they've been, if they, they've been homeless, if they've been in prison. I mean, think about those in the, in the Bible who have been in prison and God has turned them around. Think about the murderers in the Bible that God has turned them around. And he has, uh, you know, it's about forgiveness. So, you know, we really have to learn how to forgive ourselves and then turn around and learn how to forgive others uh, before you can move on in the ministry at any rate. Um, that is the key as far as I'm concerned. I'm just speaking about what I feel and what I believe, and that uh, judgment comes when there's a lack of forgiveness, and no man has a right to uh, limit any one person or persons from doing what God's will is in the ministry as far as their development and their growth. They really have to seek God for that and get into prayer, but it doesn't include judgment and it doesn't include non-forgiveness. That's all. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. You're welcome. Anyone else? We want to welcome uh, Prophet Bahati. I haven't heard from uh, her, you know, and not because I, not because of her, but because I've been running around. But uh, thank God for you being on the call. Amen tonight. And Pastor Earl Shank, Amen, and uh, uh, Elder David Shank, and amen. Mr. Devine, Amen. Thank God, Amen, for you all. Can we hear from someone else uh, concerning uh, this? Well, I think that uh, brokenness is a, a major part of what you go through when you're walking with the Lord, and you have can have more than one brokenness experience because as you grow and as you uh, mature, 
going to the next level, whichever is the next level, there's still a testing and a, and a uh, process that we go through to get to the next level. And oftentimes people uh, don't want to be broken, but they don't realize that that's the way the guy can use you is when he, he has allowed you to be broken. Amen. Amen. Um, I, you know, as I look and see who's on the call here tonight, it, it's amazing how uh, a lot of times uh, you can be in a ministry and uh, think that, uh, you know, you'll be in a ministry all your life and that God will uh, blossom you and grow you out there. I, I think, though, sometimes um, where we are for a season is for training, and then the Lord may... Uh, send us someplace, release us to someplace else where um, there's a harvest in your life and you become, and uh, God equips you uh, to become uh, who he's destined for you to become. So whatever our past is, we don't, you know, whatever, you know, mistakes or successes we have in our past, they're, they're not failures, they're not mistakes, amen. They're just, you know, stepping stones, um, toward and the destiny of where God wants to uh, take us and bless us and and use us. As I've always uh, taught, there's four uh, uh, aspects of uh, God, God uh, using us. God takes us, he blesses us, he breaks us, and then he... Uh, then he gives us or he uses us, and uh, so we cannot uh, uh, bypass any of those steps, being taken, being blessed, being broken, and being given, which was the order of the Spirit in um, the road to Emmaus with uh, uh, Jesus and the uh, two disciples is the order of the Spirit in Moses being taken out of the uh, Nile River of David uh, of our lives, but um, I like what Dr. Shaw said, amen, uh, men uh, may judge us, but uh, because God's love is, you know, so, um, um, you know, we just can't really uh, comprehend it, you know, God can still, amen, uh, desires to use us no matter what men have done, said, no matter what we've done, as long as we're still willing and desirous, amen, that he can use us. So I think I, I have to start calling names uh, on the call. Anybody else want to uh, say or share something? Well, I, I don't know all the 12 steps. Uh, I'm <laughs> uh, But in, I like in the 12-step program, uh, they talk about uh, making it right with the people you've offended or you've been offended by. And I think that's part of brokenness uh, because the relationship has been severed, but it takes a real breaking of the spirit, will, and heart to open up to allow that person even to come in to your face uh, area or your your, your, uh, uh, body space to be able to forgive 
or ask for forgiveness. And that in itself is a humbling experience, especially when God steps into that because your heart is real, uh, open to receive what the Lord would have for the healing. Um, as that is occurring, um, he, I believe, would want us to reconcile, but it's not up to us uh, whether we are reconciled. That's up to the individual that you're you're dealing with or associating with. And so as, as we approach that, um, he wants to see if we are going to uh, have a broken uh, spirit and a contrite heart uh, so that he won't despise what's going on. And, and I think it's important to uh, the growth of a person to be able to uh, have, have uh, that we've had issues with. It's, it's the growth of a person to be able to approach them in a godly manner with love in our hearts yes. and see how that would be uh, uh, reciprocated or not. Amen. Anyone want to respond, comment? Uh, some are just quiet. Um, I laughed, amen, when you mentioned 12 points, even because I given four, and I thought you were referring to that, but you were actually talking about the 12-point right. program. So uh, please forgive me and understand what I was doing. Uh, any, anyone else? Prophet Hadi, we haven't heard from you. God bless you. Mrs. Deneen. Certainly God uh, has, is uh, moving you all forward uh, in him and um, certainly telling you not to look back. Well, I'm being quiet, Apostle, because I kind of, I came in late and I'm not really sure uh, what the subject matter really is, and so I'm, I'm trying to listen um, to see exactly what you're talking about before I really make a comment, because I might be making a comment or saying something that may not even be relevant to what we're speaking on, on tonight. Yes, I understand. Uh-oh. Yes, go ahead. Could, could I go one more step <laughs> of the 12 or 11? Um well, one of the things that I've noticed recently for me is the the brokenness of relationships because of departures. Uh, there is there is a uh, need to sever some relationships simply because of where we're headed, and to be able to go and say goodbye. I mean, it's a breaking of us. There's sentimentality that is built up uh, with people and objects and different things, and the Lord wants to really strip us down to the essentials, which uh, he told his His disciples when he sent them forth, uh, you know, don't take script, don't take clothes, don't take anything, and just see, see the Lord God uh, give you what you need in that very hour that you need them. So when you strip away earthly people, relationships, earthly possessions, there is a true breaking there. And and sometimes you, you will even cry. And nobody that I know of really likes to uh, get into the emotion of a thing, uh, to feel the sadness 
that is there to feel, you know, we, we start looking for comfort foods and, and uh, relationships to try and comfort the feeling. And, and God really is trying to take and, and open us so that we can really, when we meet people to minister to them, we have empathy for them and really know what they're feeling. And so he's trying to do that with, with a stripping away, a breaking of our own hearts with, with all those kinds of things. That's uh, how I am learning at this point in my life. Amen. Very good. So for some of you all that are just coming on, and uh, God bless you, uh, Jerusha. Amen. We welcome you tonight. Um, I was supposed to have a speaker tonight, and they can't get on. They're from the Bahamas. But they happen to be in Orlando now, and they can't get on. Um, they were going to talk about some spiritual warfare uh, issues. And so at the last minute, I began to uh, speak about um, our experience in Orlando. I was in Orlando. Dr. Shaw was in Orlando. And I was listening to some of the uh, pastors, apostles down there, prophecies down there, and about their testimonies. And where they came from and how God raised them up and is using them now, you know, through their broken experiences, through their, uh, some of them being raped, uh, uh, all kinds of different tragedies, homelessness, you know, while pastoring. And so I was emphasizing even brokenness and the fact that the love of God, the love of the Father, the love of Abba, amen, um, uh, certainly uh, reaches out to us and desires to use us. So I'm kind of talking about, you know, just the pain, the wounds, you know, our past doesn't, uh, should not affect our future. Uh, we should not allow it. Uh, Pastor Earl, as you were talking here just a moment ago, I was thinking about Abram and how uh, the Lord desired for him to go to a place and uh, told him, you got to leave your father's house. And I believe uh, uh, Tara, I think his daddy was, kind of tagged along for a while until he died. And then he allowed Lot to tag along for a while until there was strife in the family. And there had to be a separation. And then God was really able to use him and establish uh, his covenant in his life. And like you say, you know, that's a brokenness to be torn away from um uh, relationships that we are uh, can be intertwined in emotionally, and uh, uh, as you said, uh, sometimes where God wants to take us, everybody cannot go, yeah. and some people may fall off, and, uh, and that may sound like a harsh thing, but it's a true thing. So that's kind of what we were sharing, discussing. Anybody can uh, step in now and speak or share, please. This is Minister Deline. Uh I was just thinking, you said that sometimes the brokenness is to, you know, help us to, to go on in the Lord. But if we don't look at it that way, we can go the opposite way, and then bitterness builds up. And then, you know, according to, uh, I believe, Hebrews uh 12 and 15 around there, it says that, you know, the bitterness builds up, and then we can end up failing God 
whereas we were supposed to be coming up in the Lord, we didn't handle it very well. So in all things, you know, we just have to handle uh, handle whatever situation or whatever season we are in uh, well. Yes. Comments, sharing? Well, we can, you know, our past, we can allow it to either make us or break us. And I found, you know, with the things that I have gone through is that, you know, now I'm able to comfort those that need to be comforted and also to, you know, give, you know, there's hope in our Lord no, no matter what the circumstances are. And, again, we can allow, you know, whether it's trials and tests or stupid mistakes that we make, um, you know, we can allow these things to either make us, you know, bitter or better. You know, God does give us a free will and a choice. And, you know, the opportunities that the Lord is starting to open up, you know, with the things I've dealt with, you know, beginning 25 years ago, um, you know, it's just like I'm not happy these things happen, but, I'm overjoyed that what, you know, Satan meant for evil, God is taking it and turning it into good to give others hope. Amen. 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 Now, Jerusha, is, is there some kind of, a, is there something that you maybe want to share? Uh, uh, maybe I glanced over some kind of ministry or a place you're going to? Okay. Um, you know, basically, you know, my, my, my background, you know, I'm a, a Jewish believer. In fact, I'm going to be ordained um, in the next couple of months. Um, I am returning to Uganda um, to help establish, um, basically establish a, a school um, for Jewish believers. Um, you know, and again, my background, what I went through uh, 25 you know, years ago, this situation that's now in the press now with the Duggar family, I very much relate to because the, the end of my marriage was because of incest, um, you know, my, my husband molesting our daughter. And, you know, it's been a 25-year journey, and my book is getting ready to come out. We're doing the final editing and the cover and everything, and hopefully that will be out in a couple months. Um, basically, that, that's, you know, my background, and that's, I, I also will be dealing with those kind of issues um, in East Africa, but I'll be based, you know, I'll be based in Uganda, but um, the Ethiopia and, you know, the different surrounding East African countries and also Nigeria. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. I hope somebody on this call uh, goes with you. Amen. Let me move on. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else? So can I ask a question? What hinders? So then, what hinders your uh, God? Let's say God wants to use you. God wants to establish you in a ministry, in a functional live ministry. What will hinder you? And please, um, it's easy to say ourselves. What stops us from? What stops us? Fear. Did somebody say fear? Fear. Yes, fear. Fear of what? Fear of failure. Um, fear of what others think. Um, you know, fear of the unknown, so to speak. Um, you know, as you know, when you go into ministry, 
Um, you know, where's the income going to come from? Am I going to be sleeping in the streets? What have you? But um, many times, you know, we allow fear to hold us back. So true. I, I know in my process of uh, leaving the job, it was so comf- it was so comfortable knowing that you had a, at least you had a check coming every two weeks. Even though you wanted to walk off and whatever, and there was that there was that fear of doing it. But when it when I got around to there, I got to a place where I didn't let fear affect me. My mind, I was resolute in the mm-hmm. fact that this is something that I have to do, mm-hmm. and uh, fear had no. No avenue, no, I don't know what somebody said, no door, no access mm-hmm. into me. And I walked off and um, just thanking God, amen, that I did. So I think, like you say, a lot of times uh, we have to take a, God says, I want you to come, I want you to go. We have to take a step forward in faith and do it. And uh, yes, fear does have a... Um, influence upon us and I think what you said concerning what people think especially people that we used to be around and mm-hmm. we're not around anymore and we're still letting what they think affect even our progress our journey in Christ yes yeah. yeah and Abram Abram didn't know where he was going when the Lord said pack up and go he didn't know what the next step was. He, he, you know, he didn't know where he was going to be going, but he picked up and he left. And, you know, that's, you know, definitely faith. Of course, he wasn't supposed to, you know, drag his father and law along with him. And, you know, the Lord, you know, dealt with that. But, but that was a big step in faith. He did not know where he was going. I think and, that's the key. Mm-hmm. I also think that um, uh, rejection, for me, um, I, I you know have dealt with a lot of rejection, and God had to really work in my heart in order for me. I, I didn't have, um, uh, I guess I, I was beginning to build up anger inside of me because I couldn't understand why I was being rejected, why, you know, someone, they would uh, invite me to come to, to meetings and things, and I would go there, then I was completely either rejected or embarrassed with others when I would come. And so I got to the point where um, when people would invite me to come to things, I didn't want to come anymore because I just didn't want to deal with that that the feeling of rejection, you know. And so God had to really, really deal deal with my heart and and uh, abandonment and rejection. And I'm I'm really work I'm still working with that. And so so sometimes you know when doors are closed, I have to. For me, I'm just speaking for for Bahati for myself. I have to. Um, Realize that if a door is closed, that door is closed for a reason, and maybe I need to go. Sometimes we go, we're going in the direction that God really, for me, I'm speaking for myself. God may not want me to go in that direction. He may be sending me to a different direction, but because I'm familiar with the what I've been doing, and because I don't want to get out of my comfort zone, then I tend to want to continue to go in a way that it seems right for me. But because then the doors are closed, the rejection and abandonment is coming, then I have to step back and say, why is this happening? Is it something within me, or is it? Is am I really going, Father, in the way that the path that you have 
set forth for me. And if I'm not going that way, direct me in the way in which I should go. So for me, I have been dealing with, with a lot of a, a rejection and abandonment. Amen. And we pray, and we pray uh, uh, to Abba that um, certainly God would heal you of uh, that, amen, that you've expressed. And that as you go forward, uh, prophetess, amen, that there will be such a healing and such a love, amen, upon your life that um, he would make you forget the pain. I think there's a uh, the blessing of, um, one of the blessings of Joseph is the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. And I believe Ephraim means doubly fruitful, and Manasseh means God has made me to forget my sorrows. And so I pray, amen, that uh, the Lord, amen, would just, um, and I know what you're saying is prevalent amongst many of us, that God would um, just heal you of that and uh, uh, just uh, make you whole in uh, areas, amen, that are necessary, and that amongst any of us, amen, that God would make us whole as we go forth. There's a lot of us, amen, on this call that we don't know, uh, Jerusha, where the Lord is taking us. There are still some question. There are still some question marks. Mm-hmm. We know He's calling us forth. We know He's calling us out. Uh, and Lord, we're asking that You would uh, just uh, clarify. And we all know, I think, that God just just doesn't give you the complete picture. Mm-hmm. We know. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> it would be it would be nice, Lord. Just tell just tell us everything You want to do. We know that's not going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we walk you... by faith, and when we walk, that's step by step. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Apostle, yes. Yeah, I, I would ask the question. So someone had mentioned faith, but I think, uh, would you agree that belief has a lot to do with it, too? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone want to share or comment? Yeah. Well, it's a you know it's it's a matter of obedience. We were talking in our Bible study group last night. We're actually going through a very old workbook. I went through you know forty and seventy seven. Um, you know, experiencing God by Henry Blackaby, and yes. you know the main thing last night was you know obedience. You know, being obedient. And, you know, not everybody around is going to understand that. Um, but when God says to do something, we need to obey. Yes. Amen. Amen. Even the dogs are, uh, uh, <laughs> are saying amen. Yes. <laughs> Obedience. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it doesn't always seem, you know, and it doesn't always seem logical, you know, here, you know, here I am, a middle-aged woman, you know, going back to, you know, a country for, you know, the long term, and it's like, you know, are you crazy? (laughs) You know, know, I could see that if you were in your 20s or something, but, you know, it's just like it's you know definite leading, definite step in faith, and you know God directing. But I don't know what you know all the the details. But I, I have to trust Him, 
and um, and you know and be accountable to him and also to you know those that mentor me and that I respect, um, you know that understand you know the callings of God, um, and you know a lot of times our own family will think you know we're crazy, um, but it's not whether people think you know what is God calling us to do. Amen. Amen. Um, anyone else? Um, anyone else want to comment? I'm going to just kind of switch the subject. If, if there's no other comments about this, can I go around the table? And uh, uh, if anyone wants to comment about what we've been discussing, uh, please go ahead. If not, I'm just going to ask uh, another question. It has nothing to do with what we've discussed. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So, saints, um, we've been hearing a lot about the prophetic. Um, please uh, just, uh, as you know, uh, please articulate on what is a prophetic seer. What's a seer, S-E-E-R? What is a prophetic seer? Um, it's an Old Testament prophet that uh, either knows or can see motive or... Uh, hold, hold on, Pastor Earl. Please, Pastor Earl. There, there's, there's some kind of uh, uh, noise in the phone or something. Uh, if anybody My knows phone? what it is, can you st- cut it off or whatever? Or I, I, It was hard for me to hear. Continue, please. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Okay. It's an Old Testament prophet that had the ability to uh, know God's heart, be able to see future, to uh, know motive, uh, to be able to uh, discern the the true question behind the uh, statement or action. And uh, it's hard to pull the wool over that type of person's eyes. Um, so you can tell them what you want them to believe, but they'll believe what they want. Uh, and that, that's my definition of, of a of seer, S-E-E-R. What's the difference then between a seer and a prophet? Uh, Old Testament, New Testament, that's pretty much... The only difference, um, in in my opinion, because uh, seer doesn't appear in the New Testament that I can recall, but it does appear in the Old Testament as as someone that can see. Do you think then, um, and others can uh, um, hone in on this? Do you think then, Pastor Earl, that uh, seers are a uh, New Testament, the prophetic seer? Do you think that people are still that God is still using people to see dreams and visions and uh, uh, give them uh, revelatory uh, information? Speaks through them that way in the New Testament. I, I, I believe that He does. Is uh, He? It's like uh, where did the apostles go? Well, they're still here, but people don't recognize them in general like they did in biblical times. So anything that God had uh, 
unless he specifically said this is being done away with, such as the law, right. and this is being replaced, such as grace. Everything else stayed the same, still pointing to uh, Christ and and referring back to Christ and and the understanding of salvation through Christ. Amen. Amen. Very very good. Very good. Others. Um, so I'm just I've, I've switched on you. I'm just kind of focusing in on the prophetic seer, the seer, the office of the seer, the office of the prophet, but the seer aspect of the prophetic office. This is Minister Deneen. Mm. Uh, from the understanding that I've been reading is that the seer is more visual than a prophet. So all seers are prophets, but not all prophets are seers. Uh, before uh, I was called to the prophetic ring, I was seeing things, but I didn't realize it was referring to a seer back in the day. So for years I've been sitting here in church seeing, but I have not been prophesying. So, you know, I believe that, you know, that is getting ready to come forth. But I've been seeing all the time and didn't realize that that was a, a gift, a, a visual gift, that I was seeing people, you know, when they go to the altar or come through the door, I was being a seer. So uh, we don't use the term in the uh, New Testament anymore, but uh, it's just like now they're at, they say I'm a, I'm a prophetic worshiper. So, yeah, prophetic, not be prophetic. But it's all these different, you know, names for the, the I guess, if you will, you're specialty. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, that's my uh, definition, that all, all prophets are not seers, but all seers are prophet. One is more uh, visual, and the other one is more vocal. Very good. Very good, Mr. Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, anyone else? Um Anyone else wants to share about that? Or do you think that uh, based on what they've already said that that's enough? Uh, if you're quiet about if you're quiet about this, I just want to ask, um, how does the seer articulate the message that God okay. gives us? And um, I'm not asking the question because, you know, I, I've never heard of this subject or don't know whatever I know. But I'm just asking um, for us. I believe that a seer will use a, a visual aid, uh, like if he's talking about life, he might bring in a tree. If he's talking about light, he'll have a candle or she. Uh, so they use uh, object lessons. Yes. And so they'll they'll point to the object refer to the object, uh, show the relationship between the natural object and the spiritual lesson, and they'll, they'll give demonstration through those kinds of things. Very good, very good. Uh, this is Minister again. Uh, about two or three weeks ago, I taught in a Bible training class, and not knowing what you're, you're saying right now, I believe the Elder Shank, uh, Earl Shank that just said that, I brought chocolate, mm-hmm. and I taught about it, you know, in Deuteronomy, about, you know, God not withholding his open heaven for people and, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. I brought Hershey's chocolate and peanut butter chocolate. And at the end of the training, then it was available to everyone. 
That's yes, that was good. It was our open heaven. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a prophet, Bahati, a, a, a apostle, and I think that the main thing that a seer does is a, 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 a seer is basically just to move the heart of people, I think, and to stir them up, to stir up a hunger uh, inside of them for God. And uh, for me, uh, I've I, uh, have been this way pretty much all my life ever since I've been a little girl and most people used to think I was strange or crazy or whatever because I, God would show me visions and I, I used to go clubbing a lot and when I would go in the clubs I basically really stopped going because as I would go in God was just like um, for me uh, it was as though uh, I, I'm sitting there watching a screen or something and just visuals things would just come I, I, things would just start coming into my mind I would see these things about a person it would be events or things that happen in their life or current things or things to come and it was um, very distraught for me because at the time I didn't know how to deal with the gift that God had given me. I didn't know how no one was able to teach me or able to you know, help me and what I was dealing with but I've always had uh, dreams and the dreams uh, I, I write them down and they come to pass, and so. But for me, it's more like uh, my. I feel that my goal as a seer, as a prophet, is to stir up the heart of, of people to have more of an intimate relationship, to see Jesus for who He really is and what He really is in our lives, and to to change them, to motivate them, to transform them in order to live that life according to what Jesus Christ really wants us to live. And if that means uh, by giving visions or by giving uh, writings, oh, then that's what he, he uses us in those ways. And so basically it's just a, a, a vision, to have a vision for the people. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Others? Others? I recall years ago I was in a uh, class in uh, Macedonia, Ohio, um, there's a uh, Bible college out there called Hosanna Bible School. It, it's not a college, but it's a um, well. It's called Hosanna. It's a Bible school, Hosanna Bible College. And there was a uh, wonderful uh, woman of God out there, uh, Kathy. I can't think of Kathy's last name. That um, taught on the covenant, and um, she was talking about you know the. Uh, prophets of the Old Testament and specifically as you know everybody knows uh, their uh, their focus their assignment of course was to turn the hearts of the people back to Jehovah God back to Jehovah and um, I think sometimes maybe in this uh, end time in the prophetic realm Sometimes people lose sight on the fact that um, prophecy is not just to just reveal information, but it's to bring people's hearts back into passion and love for um, our Father, back to the Lord Jesus. So I just uh, thought, amen, here uh, in the middle of the stream, to bring uh, just to the uh, table the... uh, prophetic seer and um, just want to ask is there anybody else that wants to share anything else about what we discussed first or what we're discussing now about the prophetic seer well one thing I want to talk about the prophetic seer 
uh, if you don't see anything, don't say anything. Amen. <laughs> because you know people search and ask, and if you don't, if you don't have a word, don't give a word. Right. That's right. Just a word of caution. Mm-hmm. And that's right. I think um, that goes. Go ahead, please. I was. I was going to say, I think that goes for just about any other gifts. If you are in a prophetic worship after the the song ceases, then you know, let it go. Let that residue just, you know, be in the uh, atmosphere, you know, instead of pushing on. Or if it's a word from God, just a prophetic, just the uh, verbal. If God stops speaking, you stop speaking. So I, I think that goes for just about any other gifts. Amen. Amen. And Pastor, I've I've seen and uh, and I've noticed, even uh, myself. I've seen others, and I've done it myself. There's a um, you're up ministering, and the Lord will give you a word for the first three people, and then here comes uh, four and five, and you don't hear the Holy Spirit saying anything, mm-hmm. and a lot of people will take advantage of that. And like you say, start asking questions and trying to make something up. Mm-hmm. When that happens. When that happens to me, and I hear nothing. I just pray for them. Right. <laughs> you Amen. know, they're there. I just pray for them. Mm-hmm. And some of them look at you like you know nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes there is nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when we start making things up, we're moving into another. Um, we're crossing about. We're crossing a spiritual boundary, mm-hmm. uh, a play, a, a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. I would like to say also, Apostle. You know, uh, we're living in a time to where now, you know. We need spiritual discernment, and we have so many people. You know, every everywhere you look, everyone is they have a title of prophet, prophetess, apostles, and and everyone seems to have have titles. But um, I know uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, especially when you're around your friends or whatever, and, and if, when you have a, a, a title of a prophet, or prophetess, a seal, whatever, everyone wants you to give them a prophecy. They want you to give, but they always want you to give them a prophecy of abundance, of prosperity, or, or something personal. And a lot of when God, like I tell my friends all the time, if God hasn't given me a word to give to you, I don't have anything to say to you concerning God other than what the Bible has already told you. If, when He gives me a word to give to you, then I'll give that word to you. But just because I'm not prophesying to you does not mean that I does not I don't have the gift that God has given me. At that at that time, maybe he has not given me anything to say to you, you know. But, uh, I mean, if there's something that that's, God wants you to know, he's going to make sure you get that. And so, I mean, and I, you know, and so many people are going around now, and they're saying they're this and they're saying they're that. But, you know, the life has to go along with the gift that we that we say that we hold. So if you're not living that life, then that gift is not really going to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, Professor Hadi, how are you, how are you feeling this evening? Um, I, I'm not feeling. I'm really not feeling very well. I haven't been feeling well for quite some time, but um, I, I'm holding on. But um, physically, I'm not feeling well. Does anybody want to pray for Prophet Potty on the while we're on the call now? 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing her to come on to this uh, roundtable discussion to receive what you would have her to receive. You have made the body, Lord God, and you know every part of it, and you know her feeling of the pain and, and discomfort in the body, Lord God. I ask that you would remove it, touch her from head to toe, Lord God, in the physical realm, Lord Jesus, so that she can declare the glory and goodness of you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And, and Jerusha, we thank God for you, and we're just believing God, amen, as I speak, amen, for uh, the resources that are necessary uh, mm-hmm. to take you on uh, this spiritual journey aside. We believe God is going to do it as as you believe also. I know you do. The yeah. Lord, amen, is provision in your behalf uh, concerning the things that God wants to raise you up and do there in Uganda and that uh, region and area. I wish we could be at your um, uh, consecration ordination. Okay. Uh, is there anyone else that has anything you want to share or say? before we release everybody from the call. If not, I thank God even for uh, this hour. I thank the Lord uh, for um, your prayers and um, uh, support. Um, As I said, this is our second, this is our second year. We're starting our third year on TalkShoe.com and we want to kind of focus it um, on a larger um, audience, we have uh, at one time spoken in uh, Liberia through this call, through their radio station, but uh, we're just asking God, amen, for direction even concerning uh, this call. We thank God for you. We thank the Lord for the grace of God that's upon your life. Um we pray, amen, that you would have a great, uh, restful evening. Um, we just believe God, amen, for his uh, richest blessing to be upon your life. And we give him praise, honor, and glory. Amen. And we thank him for all things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. It's good to hear from everybody. I'm just going to release you from the call. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.